Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nhte.net. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. For the second week in a row, I am on location, so my guest is not joining me on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line, nor are we sitting in the cozy confines of Crystal Blue Sound Studios. You heard her before, back on episode 74 of the show, so almost a year ago. That episode came out on July 8th of 2015. She is currently out as a singer on the Joe Walsh Tour, which plays here in Tampa tomorrow night. Since she was last on NHTE, she has gotten more song placements, sung on more commercials and projects by top-name artists, and even been a guest speaker at a major university. You've been hearing a song of hers entitled Angels. It's my pleasure to welcome back to Now Hear This Entertainment, this time in person, Wendy Wagner. (laughs) Hello. Wendy. <laughs> Yay, we Yay, made it. <laughs> we made it. How great to sit and do this with you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's make sure we first give you a chance to talk about the song that was just playing, Angels. Yes. Um, this song actually um, was a song that my ex-husband and I wrote together. And um, we wrote it many, many years ago and just by coincidence got it placed in a new ABC television show called Recovery Road. And um, they liked the song and its its spiritual content and um, they ended up placing it. So I ended up putting it up on iTunes and doing, you know, just a little placeholder uh, YouTube video for it and um, it's a special song but it's literally like 10 years old <laughs> but it's it's a special song but that's awesome though that you got yeah. the, it sounds like the placement was recent yeah, yeah. Um, the show I think it aired in March so, yeah, and yeah so how cool that you can have a song that's 10 years old that all of a sudden finds its way yeah. into television yeah that much later yeah absolutely um, with music you never really know you know um Obviously, if you record it with a certain quality, and it's kind of a timeless song because it's kind of, um, you know, it's recorded with real instruments, and it's not like a pop song. It's kind of an earthy, kind of has somewhat of a country flair, but it's very earthy and down-to-earth, and it was able to move along timelessly, yes. (laughs) So how is the Joe Walsh tour going so far? And I ask that from the standpoint of... When you're one of the singers on a major tour like this, what would make someone cringe and say, uh, I really hope things start to turn around? It, it has been rough. And I ask that, by the way, for the up-and-comers who are listening to learn from your answer because 
I think it's safe to say that regardless of who you are on the stage, you don't just put it on cruise control because it's the same set list night after night. Yeah. Um, well, gosh, I wish I had anything derogatory to say about this tour, but wow. it. I mean, we're only uh, about two and a half weeks in on our first leg, and it's just a, it's a love tour, you know? Um, everybody in the band is just crazy special the girls that i'm singing with and ricky washington it's just it's a it's a special group um everybody is so loving and affectionate and happy and wonderful so it's kind of just a big love fest and we're having an amazing time like we're we're already kind of tearing up over the fact that it'll be over at some point (laughs) so there's really nothing to say about this tour but um other tours definitely there's there's challenges um you know personality conflicts um you know uh what about for you personally what would make you get back to your room at the end of the night and go ah boy darn it (laughs) is it is it i was sick or is it uh as many times as i've sung these songs i screwed up a lyric like what would be what would be a bad day at work for you yeah again i mean it's kind of like a fairy tale job you know um you basically you know, on this tour, we've been very, very spoiled. Yeah, I was telling you, Joe has put us up in five-star hotels, mm-hmm. places I could never afford on my own. Um, we've had, you know, the first week we had so many days off, you know, um, literally felt like being in a spa. Um, so it's been nothing to complain about, but absolutely. I mean, we did the forum and I have a solo kind of step out moment on take it to the limit. And like of all times in my career for my voice to crack, <laughs> it absolutely did. Oh, no. And, um, you know, it happens. It's, it's, it's not typical. You're a professional and you're hired to not make mistakes, but, um, it happens. You're human, you know, you'll have, um, human experiences, whether you're tired, whether you're anxious or nervous or, you know, I mean, that was a very high-pressured show. There was at least 35 people that I knew personally in the mm-hmm. audience. And, you know, we were talking about Ringo coming out. And it was very hyped. And maybe my nerves got me. I'm not sure, whatever it was. But the moment that I'm supposed to step out, the voice just went, crack! <laughs> so that bummed me out, seriously. Um, but, you know, the girls were so wonderful. Um, they went and they listened to it because once you record now, or no, once you perform now, everything is being recorded by the audience. Mm. So this is a new day and age where everyone has a cell phone, everybody's taking pictures, and most people are recording their favorite song or a certain part of a performance. So literally within a couple hours, everything was up on YouTube. And uh, they were listening, and Leslie, one of the background singers, who's uh, an angel herself on this earth, she was like, I listened, and it's not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) So she's great. But I like that you're telling this story because for the, I'll say young girls, but it it could be males as well, who are listening and our singers themselves, how, what, what, what do you do in that moment when you go, oh no, I just, because you have to keep pushing through. Yeah. So how do you psychologically tell yourself, push through, like, forget it, leave it in the past. That's exactly what you do. You have to recover. And what, what the girls were saying was, hey, you recovered, you know, it was like the voice cracked and then I sang through it. 
and did an extra riff or something to get through it and then followed through with the rest of the part. But yeah, I mean, something, you know, a drummer may drop his stick. Um, you know, the guitar may be out of tune. Uh, the bass may be unplugged or... Or, the, or a guitar string might break. Yeah, and it's happened. I've watched Joe do it, you know, um, a couple times where he's just been, you know, on fire shredding and, you know, the guitar, the string just pops and he just keeps playing. You know, I mean, I think if you stop... And you're like, oh, and you make this big deal about it, you know, I mean, it just takes away from the whole moment. And I think what's great about Joe is, you know, he's always celebrated the fact that, you know, music and, and rock and roll especially is such a human experience. It has so much life. It's not a computer playing a beat. It's not auto-tuned vocals. It's not perfection. It is vulnerable. It's vulnerable, and that is exactly, I think, the beauty of it. So you just have to recover, and, you know, I mean, if I just, you know, stopped and put my hands over my face and ran off stage, I mean, I wouldn't be a professional, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. So even though I felt like doing that. <laughs> <laughs> As you and I have been in touch over the last month or so, you were telling me that when I was coming out to L.A. last month, you were just starting rehearsals for this tour. And then when we were targeting today to do this interview, you mentioned that you would have a rehearsal in late afternoon. So I wonder, is there a difference between sound check and rehearsal? Because the tendency would be for someone to hear the word rehearsal and think, for a long time, music veteran like Joe Walsh, they need to do rehearsal? Yeah, no, there's a big difference. Um, we only rehearsed about a week and a couple of days back in L.A. Um, the group is uh, a combination of the last band that was out with him in the fall and, and a new band. But everybody, I think, has played with Joe at one time or another. So, like, with the... I'm singing with his old section. The, um, the, the last vocal section is not on this tour. And um, I stayed over and, and basically rejoined an old section that he had um, that toured with him for a couple of years. So they all knew their parts, I knew my parts, you know, and then we just came together and kind of said, okay, are you doing it like this, da 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 da, -da. So rehearsal didn't go very long. But um, soundcheck is very different. It's not really like rehearsing and going over things, even though sometimes um, Joe will change things, you know. He'll want to change an ending, um, or he'll say... You know, I listened back uh, to the, you know, the board tapes from the show last night, and I feel like this tempo is too slow. Mm -hmm. Or I feel like we were too fast on this show. I mean, on this song. Let's watch that. Um, things like that. He'll go over that with the band. But why would, say, we're, we're talking on a Friday, and y'all are playing here tomorrow night, so why would there be a Friday, to me... The sound check would be tomorrow, the day mm -hmm. of the show. Yeah. So, what would be what would they be trying to accomplish on the Friday get together on the stage? Well, there might be uh, a situation where we don't have a lot of time to sound check. It might be just a line check or something. So, we could just get together and and basically run something. And Joe doesn't like to run full songs. We don't like do a full song ever. He'll basically, you know, we'll check, take it to the limit because um, he's playing his twelve string. We'll check um, a song where, you know, he's doing the mouthpiece thing, which I forget what that's called. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, he'll check things like that. Um, again, he'll run over a couple tempos. We'll check vocals and we're done. Okay. Okay. 
you were kind enough to connect me with Joe Vitali, the drummer on this tour, who I had on the episode of the show that we released last week. Is it almost impossible not to form a nice connection with all the other people that you're performing on stage with night after night over the course of a tour like this one? Or is it a case of, you know what, Bruce, being a touring musician is no different than working in an office. Sometimes personalities just don't mesh and you're not best of friends with every single coworker. Absolutely. You nailed it. It's really individual personalities. I mean, when you're touring and you're stuck on a bus together, you know, you have a little bit more intimacy than you would in a regular job environment. You know, you're all brushing your teeth, you're all putting your pajamas on. Um, maybe you're catching each other up on something that's going on at home. Um, like right now, I'm in escrow on a home that I'm buying, and I'm not in town. So, you know, maybe someone will say, you know, how's it going with, you know, the house? Or an issue will come up, and I'll say, well, this happened, and that. Or somebody's child, you know, something, you know, graduation, or something's going on. So we all have a little bit more... Because we're in that capsule together, it's a little bit more intimate than you would in an office environment. But you were telling me before we pressed record uh, that the females travel on one bus and the, and the males travel on another bus. So someone like Joe, who is the drummer, he's mm-hmm. not a singer who stands next to you and sings on stage. Yeah. How do you become chummy with, with Joe? Well, it, this tour is different. Because it's a larger tour, I think they have the ability to put everybody on different buses. Um, they're, you know, our, our road manager is with us, with the girls. Um, we have a male background singer and then we have a videographer who touring with us and also hair and makeup is with us on our bus <clears throat> and we just have the luxury of the you know male band members being on their their own bus the last leg that we did in the fall the whole band was on the bus together so i mean there's also you know a lot of other you know time that you spend together there's catering which is basically mm-hmm. everybody going to eat together mm-hmm. um, we do things together collectively after the show sometimes or a day off um, and we're always checking in with each other. Like um, the last leg, um, Jason Fries, who was the keyboard player, sax player on the last uh, Joe tour, uh, we'd grab movies together all the time. Um, and we send a mass text, and, you know, most people are tired or they just want to kick it. And Jason and I were such movie freaks <laughs> that we'd say, let's go see this, let's go see this. And we'd grab our popcorn and run out. So there's definitely going to be people that you click with more. Um, again, this band, I, I really can't say enough. I mean, everybody is just, it's, it's almost unbelievable how oh. dear and sweet and, and wonderful everybody is. Outstanding. And it's, it really is. It's a, a beautiful blessing. experience, yes. Yeah. I am Bruce Wozniak, and today I am joined on location by singer-songwriter Wendy Wagner. Be sure to visit her official website at www.wendywagner.com. Be sure to sign up there to get on her mailing list. You can also follow her on Twitter. Her handle is at WendyWagner2013. And she is on YouTube and Instagram as well. And, of course, purchase her music. It's available on iTunes, CD Baby, and Amazon. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we've got on nhte.net the full audio plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. 
Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. We are thrilled to now be on Google Play Music also. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Of course, please do go back and listen to episode 74, uh, Wendy's first time on this show. And as always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And by the way, whether you're going to go looking for Wendy's music and or other music or books or whatever the case is, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Uh, Wendy, let's give the listeners who are up-and-comers a little insight into the business part of this. How did you get the opportunity to sing on this Joe Walsh tour? How does one get to go out on tour uh, with someone like him? Or you've performed live with others like Elton John, James Taylor. Um, Is it that just your name gets into the right circles? Is it an agent or a label is seeking these opportunities? How How does this happen? Well, you know, yeah, unfortunately there are no agents or, you know, management or anything that that can get these opportunities for you. My job being a session singer or professional singer is basically all word of mouth. So it's um, relationship-based. I did do a a world tour with Katie Lang um, a very long time ago. It was before my son was born. And once I had my son, I really didn't feel like touring. And he's a little older now, so... um, my ex-husband tours all the time, and I thought, you know, I maybe I can do this. And basically just kind of reached out to a couple people and said, uh, hey, if any, and anything comes up, you know, keep me in mind. Um, this, this tour was actually um, Amy Keys, who is a dear friend of mine, and she tours with everybody. Um, that, that's, you know, uh, I've done so many amazing sessions with her and vice versa. We hire each other on so many different projects. And uh, I toured with her with Katie Lang, and we've become, you know, really great friends over the years. And um, she's worked with Joe, and she's, you know, worked with Ringo a lot, and, they, you know, they're very closely connected. And I recorded with Joe on a couple things he was producing and with Ringo, with Amy, and so the whole kind of tie was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was hired to put a section together. Mm-hmm and put me in for consideration and and I got hired and it's also based on your resume though too you know I mean I think that if I were didn't have any touring experience or wasn't already you know a certain level of professional I don't know you know to be honest with you um, but basically, they, they take all that con, you know into consideration. Yeah, because they can listen to someone and say, she sounds great, but what has she done? Yeah, and also touring is not for everybody. You know, I mean, um, you definitely have to adapt to a certain behavior out here. You know, if you're a big partier and, you know... 
Or if you do have young children at home that you just can't stand being away from, yeah. don't fake it because it's going to catch up to you awfully quickly. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah, I mean, it's it's not for everybody. It's like you, you really have to you know, be on time, show up, be reliable, be, you know, dependable every day to do your part. And regardless of, you know, a two-hour difference or, different, you know, three-hour time difference and a horrible plane flight and a long bus ride, and I mean, you really have to just show up and be, you know, completely reliable. So that's not for everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you post personal pictures on social media. Is it yeah. safe to say that the toughest part about being on a tour like this is being away from your loved ones? Or is it, no, there's Skype and stuff like that and breaks in the tour, Bruce. So the toughest thing is actually something else. No, I mean, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I have, and my son is still young. I mean, he's turning 12 in a few days, um, and that that's definitely a, a hard thing. But, yeah, we, we FaceTime, and um, I have an amazing ex-husband that, you know, we're really great friends, and he's the world's best father. So I really feel very comfortable leaving my son, you know, for a couple weeks at a time with my ex, which is great. Um, if I didn't have that relationship with my ex-husband, I probably would not be going on the road. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, my boyfriend, um, it's tough, you know, you miss each other and, you know, I've got my dogs at home and my house and life is continuing. Bills are coming in, rent has to be paid, car payment has to be paid. Everything is continuing while you're away working. So um, I'd say that definitely is the biggest challenge, is the disconnect that you can't physically be there. Um, My son's birthday, I'm missing my son's birthday for the very first time ever. Mm. Um, So I'm home next week, we're doing a birthday party, and then I'm gone on his actual birthday. So those are the hardest things. I was going to ask you, you know, will you be there for his birthday? But I guess... 12, I, I wonder, that's may, probably an age where it's, I need to educate him on what I do and why I'm gone and the fact that I will be gone, yes? Yeah, yeah, and he, you know, sorry, my voice, I have to clear, <laughs> <coughs> excuse me, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's definitely at an age where he needs to understand, like, what mom and dad do, his dad does the same thing that I do, um, and, you know, he's getting to an age now where it's easier to explain it to him. Um, he's understanding it easier. Um, I'm not gone all the time. Uh, it's not like I tour year-round. Um, this was a special circumstance, and obviously I have to be kind of a really big fan of the artist that I'm out with. Um, I've been spoiled in that uh, aspect. I've been offered many tours that I didn't want to do um, because I don't want to be away from my son and and my personal life and you know and I work so much at home so but I, I wondered I thought what you were going to say was I've been offered tours where I just haven't really been a fan of who the artist was and I and I, I never considered that part of the business of someone being in your position and saying yeah. gosh it's a good opportunity but you know I just really can't see myself getting excited about being out with that person absolutely I again I've because I have such a busy session career at home um, I absolutely don't have to tour, but um, you know I, I'm a huge Eagles fan and a huge Joe Walsh fan, so you know it was kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. And every night I find myself getting way too 
excited and way too into the music. There's been a few times that I forgot to come in on Life in the Fast Lane because I'm just having such a great time and dancing and getting in. I'm watching the drummers and I'm watching Joe and I'm like, and I hear the singers, Life in the Fast Lane. I'm like, ah! and I jump in. So that is the true beauty of it is that, you know, I think when you stand behind somebody, it says a lot about who you are. So if it's an artist that I'm not, you know, that I wouldn't be proud to stand behind, or it doesn't put my name up on a higher, you know, echelon. It's like if you're doing something with an artist that isn't respected or looked down upon, regardless of the paycheck, your name is attached to that. Yeah, and I think also if you are going out just because the paycheck sounds good, and you know in your heart this isn't someone that I believe in. I have to believe, this is just my opinion, but I have to believe that it's going to come through in your performance to some extent. That I'm really doing I'm really doing the best I can, but I'm really just kind of going through the motions because I just want the paycheck. Yes, and I've seen it. And I've been involved with people who have done it for just the paycheck. And it doesn't feel good at all. doesn't sound good, doesn't feel good, doesn't look good. I mean, maybe my heart is connected so much to music that, I, that I'm affected or afflicted. Maybe the audience doesn't pick up on it, but I certainly do. And, um, yeah, I, I have to be a fan of the person that I'm touring with. And as we said before, the, the idea of, of vulnerability, you just said it. You yeah. know, here's this song that it's like, hey, anytime you want to join us, Wendy, you know, if you, yes. want, to st- if you want to not stand back and be a fan <laughs> and sing with us, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry, I'm vulnerable. This is like so cool being on stage just singing with Joe. Look at the songs so, that we're doing. It's so cool. And also with Bad Company. Like, I'm a huge Bad Company fan. I love Paul Rogers. I've loved him forever. And so when we were told we were doing this co-headlining tour, I mean, I think I jumped like a crazy chicken in my bedroom (laughs) for five minutes and my boyfriend just (laughs) laughed at me because I was so excited to actually just get to, you know, see Paul Rogers sing as much as we can. We don't get to see him enough um, unless they're opening the show because it's a co-headlining and they flip and flop. So when they're opening the show, then I can go and like, you know, watch a little of their show and then rush back and get ready. Hmm. Um, and vice versa. Like, you know, cause they're, they don't see us unless we're opening. So, because when the band's done, we have to move on. We can't wait three hours, you know, and hang out at the venue. So when Joe Walsh plays first and bad company goes on, y'all leave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is do not double book yourself. Now that being said, though, if you run into this type of situation, never tell a venue that has you on a regular rotation that you can't make a certain date because you have to perform somewhere else that night. They are in control then and would have every right at that point to let you go because you essentially showed them that they are not a priority. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show to make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format 
There is a Bruce's Bonus Book, Volume 1, and a Bruce's Bonus Book, Volume 2, for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from Episodes 1 to 40 and 41 to 80, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. Back to the business side of things, because you started to touch on, you know, what you do back at home in California. How mindful do you and or someone on your behalf stay? How mindful do you stay of the fact that the tour will have an end date and thus need to already have the next something lined up to step into once the tour is finished? Well, that's a difficult thing because you never know. You never know with this job. Um, again, if, if I if I specifically was a touring singer, and they there really are careers like that. There are session singers, there are touring singers, um, and you can be incredibly lucky and do a little of both or a, a lot of both. Um, you know, because I have friends who I was telling you earlier about Amy, who do, tours with so many different artists, but she's incredibly busy as a session singer. That's not always the case. Sometimes. You kind of get locked into, oh, they're a live singer. And session singers are kind of different. You know, they wear different hats. And um, you can be really, really lucky, like Amy and like myself, and do a lot of both. But I guess my point is that you have you have the Joe Walsh tour in your hand, and mm-hmm. you can look at it and you say, okay, the tour ends on such and such, so I need to make sure that the next day or the next week, I'll give myself a little time to decompress, but I need to make sure that I'm ready to start working again back at home once that's over, I can't. I can't start thinking about. I need to get working again the day I get home. There has to be work already lined up. Well, I've continued working while I'm on tour. Wow. I have my remote recording. Wow. And yeah, I think I did five sessions in the first week and a half. Wow. So yeah, it, I can't leave my session career and go on tour. And luckily, with the ability of remote control, you know, remote recording. Um, I was able to take it with me this time. And Joe, wonderful Joe Vitale, and Wadi Wattel um, both have their remote recording stuff with them. And before we were leaving, I was in the middle of a Barbie campaign. And um, the Barbie people were like, hey, it's great you're going out, but what if we have to do some revisions? And I was like, I'm going to make sure that I have my mic with me and be able to do, you know, punch in some things that need changes. Um, different stuff like that. So the first job, I went to Joe, and Joe helped me, and then Wadi helped me. I actually did a vocal for a film and did this, you know, layered kind of background vocal thing, sent them the stems, and then I've had to do some work on the Barbie stuff. I had to do some voiceovers. I did a Carl's Jr. commercial. (laughs) So it's like I've been, and now I've got it down, you know. But I'm curious, where are you going and doing this? Because you can't sing in a hotel room, or or is it, yeah, I sing in my hotel room, and through the beauty of technology, it gets cleaned up enough that you'd never know that I wasn't in a recording studio. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, I recorded on the bus the other day when everybody, was out, you know, um, in the dressing rooms and stuff like that. Basically, I went back to the bus and, you know, it was an isolated, you know, room basically. And I did the voiceovers there because it was the most quiet. But um, yeah, basically, the hotel rooms are the ideal wow. place. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, y'all are performing tomorrow night at the amphitheater here in Tampa. As a vocalist, do you prefer? indoor venues because of the controlled climate as it relates to taking care of your voice or is the weather a non-factor and you just make sure that you stay hydrated you know it's interesting i've never really done outdoor 
shows like we have been doing with Joe, and it's been really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, the humidity is definitely different for this Californian. Um, I don't really know much about humidity, but um, it's been nice. It's been the weather's been nice. It's warm outside. I definitely prefer warmer temperatures, and um, the audiences are having a great time, and it's great. You're outside in the elements. We did Red Rocks mm-hmm. up in you know Colorado, and it was just like, oh my gosh, you know what a beautiful experience. <laughs> I remember standing on stage and just thinking, wow, like okay, remember this moment in life. So that was the first time you performed there. No, actually, I had performed there once with Katie Lang. And um, it was beautiful, but it was, I think we were playing during the day or something. I think it was still daylight out. And with Joe, we played uh, as it was, you know, turning into night. And the crowd, and it was crazy. And it was raining like crazy right after we got off and Bad Company came on. It was just pouring. And everybody was sitting there in these rain suits because you can't have an umbrella because it blocks mm-hmm. the view. Mm-hmm. And everybody's in these rain suits and just rocking out, like just having the best time. Wow. And it was really just extraordinary. Well, the other thing is that if if you played there with Katie Lang maybe 10 years ago, yeah. then you get older and wiser and you probably appreciate it more and say, yeah. boy, there's something. I knew this place was special, but it's really special. Yeah, absolutely. I do think that. I think that, you know, that was my first touring experience and... Um, I mean, I was in love with her music, too, and a huge, huge fan. And the band was another love band, thank God. Um, but, um, yeah, it was a different experience this time. I mean, Joe's music is, is full throttle. You know, it's just full throttle. And it's, you know, you're playing with an icon. And not that Katie Lang isn't, because, I mean, of course, she's a vocal, you know, icon and, you know, an idol to me. But, um, I don't know, it's a different energy. It's a It's a larger band. It's just... A lot of energy. I am Bruce Wozniak, and today I am joined on location by singer-songwriter Wendy Wagner. Be sure to visit her official website at www.windywagner.com, and be sure to sign up there to get on her mailing list. You can also follow her on Twitter. Her handle is at WindyWagner2013, and she is on YouTube and Instagram as well. And, of course, do purchase her music. It's available on iTunes, CD Baby, and Amazon. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we have on nhte.net the full audio plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it, too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. We're thrilled to now be on Google Play Music, too. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you very much. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And as I mentioned earlier... Whether you're going to look for Wendy's music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. 
Uh, Wendy, as a vocalist, does a TV show like The Voice draw your interest in terms of something you like to watch? And if so, why? And I guess if no, why not? It's a, that's an interesting question. Um, I, I loved American Idol. I did. Um, the, I didn't watch it at first because my ex and I, being professional singers, we were like, what is this? You know, this is such a joke. It's a talent contest. You don't have to pay your dues. You don't have to do anything. You just walk on there, and if you're lucky, you win. And then, of course, you're this big star. The um, first year, my dad kept telling me, oh, there's this girl. She's amazing. This girl on the show is amazing. Her name's Kelly Clarkson. <clears throat> and I didn't watch it. And then I got hired to sing on her record at right as she was, like, right at the end, right at the finale. And I went in to do this record, and I did the whole record. It was like a couple weeks of work. And I was so blown away by her voice. I was like, what? This girl is on this talent show? Like, it seemed so schmaltzy at the time, right? Yeah. The whole thing was just so not what I, you know, was interested in. But from that moment and in, in recognizing that this level of talent can just come out of nowhere. And obviously she had been singing, you know, her whole life and working her whole life towards that goal. Um, I became a fan and I just became, I just loved American Idol. I loved Clay Aiken. I loved all the whole thing. <laughs> and then I kind of, you know, and I had to watch it because I would do a lot of demo work. My ex-husband would do a lot of demo work. We would have to, you know, know who was on the show. Mm -hmm. The top 10 people started writing songs for them and they would refer to them as first name basis. Like, you know, like, oh, we're writing for Kelly, or we're writing for, you know, Carrie, or we're writing for, you know, Jennifer, or whatever. And you'd kind of have to know what they're talking about. So I watched it religiously. Um, and then I kind of lost interest in it, you know, in the last couple of years. It was just um, not as exciting to me, you know. The voice, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I've never been a big fan. Um, again, there's just, um, there's a lot of contrived stuff that I feel is so ridiculous when they put the singers in that ring and they have to battle each other and I'm going, oh! I've had a few friends be on The Voice. Chris Mann, who was like top four and he's now the Phantom of the Opera and unbelievable. He sang on Glee for years. Um, Luke Edgeman, who is also another Glee singer, just one of the most extraordinary singers to walk the planet, hands down, got voted off first night. Um, one of my other favorite singers in the world, Mark Lennon of this, you know, local Los Angeles band called Venice. Just, again, just premier singer that, again, no one can sing better than Mark Lennon. And they didn't even turn around for him. Mm. So I know it's hard. It's hard to sit back and look at that and go, wait a second. <laughs> you know, something's wrong here. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm not a big fan, even though I think it's a great platform. And the the really cool thing about The Voice is there's no age limit. They're not really looking at you. But I do know the back part of it, and I do know that they do look at you. Yeah, yeah. And they know a lot of stuff in advance. So yeah, it's kind of yeah. hard to do, hard, hard to like it. Yeah. I don't remember if we talked about this when you were on episode 74 of this show, but even if we did, it's, it's important to repeat, uh, meaning vocal health. Um, I see a lot of young performers who tell me that they really don't do much of anything. They, you know, no exercises, no, no vocal rest. They just don't make efforts to take care of the instrument that is their, their voice, their singing voice. Yeah. I, I, are you seeing that too? I, I, I wonder if in L.A. specifically, such a major music market, of course, if that's something that is emphasized or no. 
You know, it depends. Um, my ex-husband, uh, his name is Ken Stacy. He's an extraordinary singer and amazing vocal coach. Um, he taught at Musicians Institute for about 10 years, and he has his private practice. And I'm from the other side where I'm untaught, you know, unscholared, just like a natural singer, you know. Um, and, you know, my, my parents didn't or my dad didn't have enough money to give me lessons. Um, so I just kind of had to learn as, as I went. And being married to a vocal coach, it was interesting. He would try to give me tips and try to change things about certain things, and I was always, you know, kind of rejecting it or saying, well, I, what I do is fine, what I do is fine. But as I get older, I see the importance of it, you know, definitely the vocal rest and warming up and things like that. Um, yeah, I mean, they're really important things to do. Do you have the time to do it perfectly all the time? No. Um, but, you know, as much as you can, yeah, it's it's important, definitely. I alluded to the following back in the intro. A few months ago, you were asked to be a guest speaker at USC for yeah. the songwriting department. Um, unlike when you were on episode 74, we really didn't talk too much today about uh, that side of Wendy Wagner, the songwriting side. What was your message to the students that day when you spoke at USC? Well, it was interesting. Um, they had a lot of really interesting questions, you know, about, uh, like, how do you get the opportunities that you get? You know, how does your career start? Um, how do you get a song placed with an artist or a television show or whatever it may be? A lot of those questions. Um, I did not go to college. So before I went to speak there, I was actually born at USC and in their county hospital. So before, I, when I was asked to speak, um, a good friend of mine, Sean Holt, runs one of these departments, and he asked me to speak, and I agreed, and then I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I'm not college educated. I didn't study college, I mean, didn't study music in college. Um, so I called him and said, you know, I feel a little strange talking to college students who are their parents or themselves are paying a hundred thousand dollars a year to attend this the top one of the top yeah. colleges in the world, and here I am, you know, off the street basically. <laughs> but he said, no, it's exactly why we want you there, um, because I was showing the kids, you know, you can have you can be prepared, you can have the best education, you can be incredibly talented. It still not may happen. It's really about having the internal drive, um, you know, uh, and the love for it, you know, really just in treating it as a business. Having the business mind is so much more important than, than any college education could really prepare you for. So it was an interesting thing. But the kids, you know, were just really mostly interested in how did you get started mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. how do you continue you know, yeah. how does the momentum continue? So it was an interesting day. I felt a little strange, you know, going in there, being as successful as I have been and saying, wow, you don't need college for this. That's not necessarily true. These kids blew my brain off. Yeah. I was expecting them to be playing very basic songs and hoo da hoo da -dee -dee -la, -la, la la And it was like Lennon McCartney <laughs> sat down and started playing. And I was just... I didn't even know what to say. Let me sit down and ask them the questions. <laughs> Pretty much. That's how I felt. And there, it was a very select group. I think there were like 20 students out of like 3,500 that had applied for this, wow. specific, this specific course. So we're talking the cream of the crop yeah. song, songwriters. Wow. I was 
blown off my chair. And I thought, wow, what am I doing here? Really? (laughs) Um, But, you know, it it puts things into perspective. Well, um, on that note, speaking of songwriting, uh, we're going to close today with a song of yours entitled Using Me. So before we wrap this up, tell the listeners all about this song, if you would, please. Sure. Um, I co-wrote this song with a good friend of mine, Jay Gore, and I kind of grew up with Jay, and we had never really worked together um, as songwriters, but we got together and wrote this song, and and again, it's kind of an earthy, kind of a bluegrass country kind of thing. It's very, you know, really kind of different for me and I had um, a friend of mine Eric Silver in Nashville do mandolin and violin and like all these really beautiful real instruments so it sounds really cool and um, yeah just you know wrote it about kind of a personal experience I'll go without saying too much about that. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, this was this was fantastic. Um, I'm just so thrilled that we were able to do this in person and, and get you back on the show. It was so fun the first time around, and uh, I'm really, really grateful for the opportunity to do this with you face-to-face. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. This is totally fun, and I'm glad that you could meet Joe, and he's just like one of the best people on the planet, and I'm so glad it worked out. And thank you for taking your time and coming out yeah, here, Bruce. my pleasure. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to my guest, singer-songwriter Wendy Wagner. Again, do check out her website. A lot of information. She's got a really wonderful website, www.wendywagner.com, and then engage with her on social media. So that means follow her on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. Sign up for her e-newsletter as well. For that matter, tell her you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment, and do purchase her music. It's available on iTunes, CD Baby, and Amazon. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and, well, they call it repost episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nhte.net. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram. Or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Wendy Wagner. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Using Me.
Yeah. 